You're listening to The Lit Lounge, a podcast for readers and book lovers. Join us, a group of friends, English teachers and bookworms, as we chat about our love of all things literary and share our reading habits. Welcome back to the Lit Lounge. We are back, and it's our last one before half term. Um, and oh, I about that. <laughs> yeah, <Yay>. everybody's <laughs> counting down the hours. Um, and we have uh, a guest here with me and Laura today. Um, we have got Stu, who Hi. is joining us. Um, and Stu works in the science department uh, in Saint Cyrus, and um, he is here to talk to us a little bit about his love of reading. Deep, deep love. Although, yeah. we, deep, although deep love. we have we have just wondered whether he's actually Connor in disguise. Yes. Talking about the books yeah. that you like. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's just stolen my thunder in that oh, apparently all, all the books <laughs> I could possibly talk about, he's, he's covered, <laughs> which is shocking. You, but, I think you guys should get like little matching um, besties bracelets. Yeah. Clearly you have a lot like, in common. With like, you know, sort of like secret little like charms, like a Gandalf <laughs> yeah, charm. Pandora oh, charm. Uh, yeah, I like that. and like a little like a little turtle to represent Discworld. Discworld, um, yeah. A little witch's yeah, hat. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Smog. Yes. I like well, this. Yeah. I like. So yeah, you're you're yeah, about yeah. the fantasy. Is that like you would say the favourite? Uh, I like I like a, a wide range of different uh, genres. So I I do quite like sci-fi. Um, and I do quite like just sort of like normal fiction um, or things like magical realism are very cool, mm. uh, but mostly it's sci-fi, so I'd say 50%. Uh, so uh, mostly fantasy, so like 50% fantasy and 50% other books. So is that like more because it's kind of a an escapism? Do you find reading like a kind of journey into another world is something yeah, that's relaxing? I... I, I've always really liked the world building behind particularly fantasy books, uh, but you can you get it in other uh, things. So sci-fi books, uh, there's things like the Expanse novels, which have been made into a really good TV show. Um, which I don't know if you know. The Expanse. No, I don't know. It's uh, they they're very realistic sci-fi. So it's set maybe a hundred years in the future, where we've started to colonize Mars and a few other planets, but it's not like Star Wars levels mm. of technology because it's it's there hasn't been the time really to to oh, develop yeah. everything. So it goes into quite a lot of detail about how you know how they cope with zero gravity and the effect on the body um, and how people living in space have then a different like physiology and a different sort of body type to people who live say on Mars or Earth because of a different level of gravity. Um, Sounds very technical. It's, yeah, but I really like that because <laughs> it's 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 all about that sort of level of detail and That's the, the design possibility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, very much so. Uh, and then yeah, with fantasy, then it's it's like that kind of will building. This this idea that you've you know in in Tolkien, he he created this entire world mm. with a backstory which you don't mm. need to know about, and it's one of my big bugbears about the Lord of the Rings is that he keeps on hammering home all the things that have happened in the past that you don't need to know, but they're just there. Um, to kind, kind of want a separate from... book yes. for reference. Point. Yeah, that, well, you do. Isn't yeah. that like the Simpsons and Simmerillion? I read that, that like... over the summer. 
Yeah. And it's it's really weird because parts of it are really boring because it's like, <laughs> and then the elves went to Noldorod and their leader was Pianoran, who was known <laughs> yeah. by Filmaron and the men of that land. It just it bogs you down with all this detail. And then there's other bits where you've got a really nice story about a woman who's an elf who's in love with a human and the human gets captured and so she takes a talking dog to the castle and then the talking dog has a big fight with a werewolf Which, and you wouldn't think a werewolf would, would, would feature in uh, Lord of the Rings he told no, yeah. um, and it's awesome and then the next page is like and then they went to this land and they slept I, by a river and stuff. I feel like yeah. a lot yeah you're right though a lot of talking is like that like that's kind of my bugbear with The Hobbit which I know you were saying earlier you yes. really love but... why, why with The Hobbit though because The Hobbit's the most it's the most mm. compact, but I felt it was it, it was the biggest slog for me. Really? Yeah, I've only read that and The Fellowship of the Ring. But, okay. And The Fellowship of the Ring, like, took me a couple of times to do to yeah. get into it. But The Hobbit, like, I don't know. I just got really bored by the end. So, oh, so The Sorry. Hobbit is my favourite book. <laughs> ever. Um, but, 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 but because you have this I want you to storm out you, you just storm out throw flip something flip the table yeah. and just start throwing things in a fence yeah um, you can buy my some Stevie King after it's fine yes oh I mean well no, Stephen King's similar in that he sort of bogs things down with all this extra detail mm. but it's really weird I really like Stephen King when he does that because I feel like he is developing the characters or the world in a more uh, meaningful way. Mm. In that They're linked in with the narrative yeah. and the. So I read it last year, mm. and that's a huge book. Yeah. yeah. We were talking about it mm. a while ago. And there's interludes in between all the main story chapters where he talks about. Because the idea of it is there's this male- malevolent. malevolent? Mm. presence mm. Uh, in the town of Derry and for hundreds of years it's kind of been pulling the strings making it quite an evil place mm. as well as killing children uh, which is the most evil part but also just, just, <laughs> yeah. just like people there yeah. <laughs> um, but these interludes are things like it, it talks about how there was a bar yeah. set up uh, by black American soldiers in like the 30s and they they had a big issue with racism with the white American soldiers, so they set up their own bar, uh, and then it burnt down. Um, but it's a, it's a huge chapter, and it doesn't really need to be there, but it, it adds to this idea of Derry being almost like a cursed mm. town. And they're like little mini stories, like, especially in mm. it, it's like its own little self-contained... Yeah. Like, it's obviously not a novella because it's not big enough, but it is its own little short story yeah. within the book, isn't it? Like... I really enjoyed that chapter just mm. as a story on its own. Yeah. But then it fits. It's like a little jigsaw puzzle, isn't it? It all fits in together. Yeah, it just gives you this kind of like holistic idea of, of this evil town. There's another, I, I, I preferred those interlude mm. chapters to the rest of the book. Mm. Um, there's another really good one about... Uh, it's set in like the late 1800s where there's some... I want to say gangsters, kind mm. of like cowboyish gangsters, and they kind of ride into town and then all the, the men folk of the town hide with their guns and there's a big shootout a bit like a western um, and again doesn't need to be there kind of referenced by the other characters but it, you could take it out and make the book shorter but mm-hmm. it was a really nice story and a well written story um, so it's, it's very weird that Tolkien 
there's a similar thing in that he goes off on these tangents, but it feels like you can do without. I think it's just drier, isn't it? It's so it's almost factual the way that he writes, and it's not sort of character. Yeah, it doesn't give you an insight into how the characters are behaving. It's just a here's a history lesson. Yeah, Stephen Um, King very much writes. Like, like obviously so many of his books have been made into movies and you can see why because they're so visual as well aren't they yeah like you can picture everything and i think with tolkien some bits of it are really visual and then those bits where it's like and the elf was married to this like a genealogy yeah. book that you're yeah. flicking through yeah. almost doesn't that yeah but then you know i really like the lord of the rings films favorite film series and i think they did such a good adaptation of the books because they took out a lot of this bump Mm. I don't think he's the word bump. Bump, yeah, like nonsense, bump, right? Yeah. You've done it now. Um, oh, okay. You have now. <laughs> um, but they... It's a bit weird. Right? They do... Oh, well. Um, there's, there's so much that they took out, which was unnecessary, and then there's things like uh, the Battle of Helm's Deep, which takes up maybe an hour of the two towers mm. um, in the film, and it's riveting, and... Uh, I'm super nerd when it comes to this, so I've I've watched a lot of behind the scenes and, and things, and it's it's so very well filmed. The Battle of Helm's Deep, in that they have the lead up to it, the stakes couldn't be higher. It really clearly says what the stakes are. There's high points, there's low points. You always know where the characters are in relation to each other, um, and it, it it's such a, a good uh, sequence in the, in the movies. Uh, in the books, it takes the place over a couple of pages and it's kind of like, oh, and, and then the orcs got in through the door. <laughs> oh, and then Legolas killed someone and then, you know, and they walk off. And it, 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 you, you can very easily be reading through a paragraph in Tolkien and go, this is a dry, long paragraph. I'll just skip to the next one. Mm. And then it's like, and they knelt by the body. And like, someone's dead? I, <laughs> I, I didn't... Well, I, haven't... I had no idea. <laughs> Blink so, and you miss it. Yeah, you have to kind of go back. So... Yeah, it's interesting. I like both of those people, but they are... Mm. Have you you always been a reader? Yes. Uh, Since, oh, I don't know when. Um, I used to think my the first book I read was Fantastic Mr Fox and my mum has since told me no, (laughs) but that was like the first one I independently read. Um, But I I always really liked, um, as you're saying, the kind of escapism of it mm. um and just spending hours reading you know going to bed and just having the, like the lamp on and being told off by my parents because i shouldn't <laughs> be going to sleep and i was just reading for two hours three hours um and it's a shame because now i don't really have the time to get into books in that way mm. we feel the same because we are adults and we have horrible yeah. jobs to get in the way of this but you know particularly over the summer holidays i'll really get into a book and spend four or five hours reading and you know you don't realize the time's gone yeah um i I still remember when i read the hung games trilogy um when i was an adult i wasn't a teenager i think it was out when i was a teenager Uh, but i was an adult and i read it the the, all all three books over one weekend and Mm, they're uh, so readable those books as well my wife got really annoyed <laughs> She's like, will you help with I, something? I ignored her pretty much the entire time. She was like, do you want to go for a walk? And I was like, no, I'm reading. And uh, yeah. It's a switch off then for you. you it's, it's like that kind of flicker switch. I'm, I'm in this world now, hmm. transferred to somewhere else. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm very, uh, mm, what's the word? Mm. Obsessive mm. about stuff. So when I get into a book like that, I want to only read that book. And then I want to only read books like that book and watch TV like that oh, book. Really? And, and, and I will get very... Slightly spectrum. Very spectrum, okay. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm totally different. Oh. To like, especially with Stephen King, like, I'll only do one Stephen King a year because I get so absorbed. <laughs> Your annual yeah. King. Yeah, I do an annual <laughs> King because I get so absorbed that I need to have a break then, you know, like, if I, yeah. if I and because I want to savour that one story, I think mm. I want to go to something completely different to kind of, like, a palate cleanser, mm, I guess. Yeah. But you just, Binge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say something like a Stephen King when they're really big books. Or yeah. well, any any book, if it's a really big one. Um, yeah. mm. Like with The Lord of the Rings, I, I try and read it every couple of years. And I'll enjoy parts of it, and other times it's a bit of a chore. At the moment I'm listening to the audiobook. I mm. started reading the audiobook um, based on a recommendation from Luca in year nine, mm. if you know him. Um, so I... I'm currently trying Shout to do out. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we've been talking. We've been talking about it like every um, sort of day when I see him because he's been kind of working through the audiobook. Um, so a big book like that, I would want something different. Mm. Um, and yeah, almost like savoring that, and occasionally read a book where I don't want to read a book afterwards. I just want to mm. hold it in my memory. Yeah, yeah. No, and just kind of. Thing. Just think about it for a while. There's a really good book. <laughs> I don't know who it's by. Piranesi? Oh, yeah. 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 talked about this. Mm. Really good book. And after reading that, I, I just spent like two days. I didn't read anything at night. I was just sort of like, but, but what if? Just on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's such a lovely feeling, isn't it? When a book has hooked you that much that you just think about it. Yeah. For ages afterwards. It consumes like, you a little bit, doesn't yeah. it? Because there's so many books. I don't know about you two, but... There's a lot of books I read where, at, like, afterwards, I'll forget quite a lot. You know, yeah, sometimes big you have portions. to go back and look at it. Like, It, when you were talking about It, I could remember all those chapters you were talking about very vividly. Yeah. So, it, I think it's a mark. If you don't read a book for a little bit afterwards, it has stuck with you. Yeah, like, like you're impact. processing it, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah. Saying about that kind of feeling, there's... Uh, have you ever seen the History Boys? Yeah, I haven't. There's a bit in that it was a, it was a play yes. into a film where uh, one of the characters who is a history teacher is talking about reading, and he says um, something like, "It's very special when you're reading something, and the author says or expresses a feeling or an emotion, or there's a story which you yourself have felt." And it's like a hand has reached out and held yours Mm. and you feel like you're not alone because you're sort of experiencing that with someone. Yeah. Mm, And yeah, you occasionally kind of read something and kind of like hits. You're like, wow. Yeah. Relating to it, isn't it? When you relate really hard to something in a book, you're like, oh, I'm not weird. (laughs) (laughs) Other people are weird too. It's a lovely feeling of being like, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, and you don't get it very often, I don't think, with fantasy, because I've never been in a situation where I'm in a battle with slaying orcs and shields. Orcs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, you know, things like with Piranesi, it's this kind of magical realism where quite an interesting character. There, there are moments where you're like, oh, I've kind of not been in that situation, but I've kind of felt a, a similar 
thing. Mm. Um, and I think you probably get it with Stephen King because there's, there's a whole range of characters and he writes characters so well they all yeah. feel um, so fleshed out. Even I should I should shout out even the the, the Stephen King books that aren't the scary ones. Yep, we've he's got to done love those too. really nice ones. The, I think the first Stephen King book I read was Elevation, hmm. which uh, I bought it because it was in the shop for like four pounds, and oh, I, I thought, oh, you know, I've never read Stephen King. I'll give it a go. Uh, and it's quite a short one, and it's about a guy <laughs> who uh, slowly loses weight. As in, not becomes thinner, he just becomes like weightless. Oh, yeah. So he like he's weighing himself, and he's you know ten kilograms less one day, and he hasn't changed physically in any way. Um, but he can, you know, he starts running marathons because oh, wow. it's not like he's lugging around eighty kilograms of person. Yeah, it becomes easier. Um, but then he starts to realize that at some point he'll become completely weightless, and then what will happen? Will he start just to float up into space or what have you? I think that still sounds quite scary to me. <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it's a bit existentially. Different... Yeah. Um, but it was a really lovely story, not scary at all. Talking about like the friendships he makes and his progression as a character. Beautiful story. Not mm. not Stephen King. Mm. My favorite Stephen King story is it's different se- different seasons, and there's only one horror in that. So it's mm. the, well different horror again. So there's the Shawshank Redemptions in there, which is obviously made into a film. Yeah. The novel version of Stand By Me. Okay. Um, Are they all short stories? Yes, yeah, there's four short stories mm. in one collected. And then the other two are... One's about a Nazi um, war criminal. And then the other one is a straight-up horror. It's a weird sort of horror. Mm. Not really a horror. But, like, I love those stories. Yeah. Probably more than I do is um, straight horror. I forgot Shawshank. Yeah, because, again, yeah. that's such mm. a good story. Mm. Um, but not a, a scary one. It's just and it's yeah, written. Supernatural. It is written exactly like the film. Like yeah. they adapted it so well. Mm. Was it Stephen King that did that story that's called something like The Man in the Black Suit? Did he do that short story? I can't remember who it was. Whether it was Stephen King, I'll have to have a look at it up. But I remember that short story is, and it's literally like a few pages long it's like was it gave me nightmares like it was so scary the man in the black suit is actually meant to be this like satan or the devil and it's in a like kind of cops in a in a small clearing and he meets somebody meets him and it's just the the kind of persona and the way that this kind of um this kind of nefarious nefarious kind of but never like horrible in a way that he treats mm. the man horribly you just know this he has an aura of evil That's and I remember that really you. sticking with me but it feels it feels like it should be Stephen King if it isn't mm. he did do The Dark Tower which has a character called The Man in Black yeah I think yeah. it's called um, yeah I read who a couple of those who is meant to be some sort of devil. did you like yeah. them? yeah I've been enjoying them I but not enough to really zoom through them hmm. and binge them like you might have if you No, I, I didn't I didn't get into them. I, I read the first one, is it the gunslinger? Yeah. And uh, well, I didn't even read it. I, I think I, I got halfway through and I was just a little bit bored. Did you know I like the bit on the beach with those horrible creep those creatures that are like maybe that's the start of the second one and they kind far. of rip his I think it's his arm or something off and oh. it's quite graphic and quite I found, found that like really intense mm. kind of starting to a book but 
Yeah, I do, I've been quite enjoying them. He's just such a archetypal loner of a character, isn't he? Yeah. It's quite hard to kind of, I don't know, love in a lot of ways. Isn't the mm. man in black, is he the same guy that's in the stand, though? Randall Flagg? Just oh, in the stand. Yeah, I don't know I that he is. They might be really... I don't know I don't know if they're supposed to be the same character. Yeah. Similarly evil and... Yeah, I don't know. I can't mad. remember if they are the same guy, the, oh, okay. the bad guy mm. in the Dark Tower. I might be wrong, but I might have just, like... We're, just, we're completely making King up atrocity. Stephen King facts. But, um, or he, he just yeah. maybe just went through a phase where he just yeah. kept on writing villains. I just love those men, men in black. black. Yeah. <laughs> not the uh, not the alien. Yeah. Will Smith. <laughs> Can you imagine if you found out that he'd written that? If he'd written the screenplay for Men in Black, it'd be like when you find out um, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is written by the same guy who wrote um, James Bond. In oh, the yes. Like, isn't, yeah. that, isn't that crazy? Yeah. It's quite, yeah, I can <laughs> see some like. Mm. Now, those are interesting books. I've read those. The, what, the, the James, James Bond, Bond ones? ones. The, I've not read any. The James Bonds. It's quite a masculine breed, I think. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you do get this sense where, you know, it'll open with him, like, sitting in an airport, smoking, having a martini, <laughs> waiting for his plane, thinking about... Women. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean... I wouldn't say they're as troublesome in terms of, like, the female portrayals as the films are. I think the films got worse. Particularly, like, the one, like the Roger Moore ones. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Some of the books are really good and then some of them are a bit strange okay um there's one which is oh is it the world is not enough or quantum but it's like a short story like we were talking about with stephen king where it's it's not him on a mission it's james bond sitting in a bar talking to someone being like, hey, this is a rum thing that happened to me. And then they just kind of, they talk about this woman who, um, what did she do? Did she, she quit a job or something? It's, it's just, it's not a spy story. It's just it's two just men that, sat in a bar It's a literally chat. someone telling James Bond, this is something that happened to a friend of mine. <laughs> Their daily life. Yeah, and then you get to the end of the book and you're like, but there were no guns. <laughs> just quoted yeah. in normal. Really, really <laughs> Um, and then, and Casino Royale, which was the first one, they're playing. I think it's called Baccarat, which is a game that people used to play in casinos in the sixties, but mm. now not really. But it goes into so much detail about the game, and it's like you drew, you drew a seven, and then that was beat by an <laughs> eight. Talking, like, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've never played the game, and they're like, what is well, now we just need a pair of aces. To... <laughs> Take Blind the Sally tension. from... Thing. You're, like, I, you're really <laughs> selling these books. Really yes. <laughs> they're, apart from the gambling, <laughs> they're pretty good. And the airports. But they're not, they're not as great as I thought they would be mm. when I picked them up. Mm. Mm. I, you know, I think you kind of expect that, don't you? Like, it's such a simple story, isn't it? The... James Bond spy saves mm. the world. Like it's such an easy read. You can imagine they were probably made as just serial books to knock them out, turn them out, yeah, make yeah. them yeah. like. But they make is great it pulp, pulp fiction. Yeah, a bit like, like pulp at the fiction. time, I think they were. Mm. Um, 
But then there's some spy books. So I got into spy books a while ago. Like I was saying, like, read mm-hmm. everything in the genre. Yeah. And um, uh, John the Carey. Mm-hmm. Excellent oh, spy. Okay. Yeah. I've I haven't read any, but I've seen some of the film adaptations. Yeah, so Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. And there's a, there's a trilogy, and I haven't read the middle one. But then the, the last one is Smiley's People. Smiley's People has got a great bit in it because it's very low-key spying. It's not like gadgets and mm. Bond flying in a spaceship that he's made out of yeah. his watch or something. Um, <laughs> but it's, it's very like low-key, just the general idea that there are spies and we need to stop those spies from spying on us. It doesn't have to be violent or anything. Um, and it talks about how they captured, like, the main Russian spy, like, the, the, the puppet master um, mm. behind the Soviets. Obviously, not really, obviously, it's made up. And it's a, just a really elegant, like, little story where they, um, they intercept him at an airport and they tell him that his family's been taken and that he has to follow them into a car. And then he goes into the car and he's, he's taken to a secret location. And it sounds quite realistic as it's well. It's really yeah, realistic, yeah. yeah. Um, a bit more fleshed out. Which I like as well because um, I don't think anyone knows exactly what Jean Le Carré did. Oh. But I think the idea is that maybe he was in Heard some it here way. First. He was some sort you of You outing spy. him as no, a No, I, I, think, I think it's known that he was part of MI6. Uh, MI6? MI5? MI6. One of them. One of them. Um, but I don't think it, it's known exactly. Okay. But it means that, yeah, there's that level of realism. Um, where it's really tense and like there's sort of big stakes, but yeah. it's not. It's not explosive. action and yeah, 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 but very, very readable. You know, you can find yourself just sort of like hooked on it. Um, I picture them being a bit more like noir kind of secretive. Yeah, like James Bond is very in your face. Yeah, like, was I? Mm-hmm. I was listening to was it a podcast? I think I was listening to a podcast or something recently and they were saying um it's so stupid that james bond is the only person or the only spy who just tells people his name <laughs> all the time <laughs> like, and he makes a big Repeats deal out of it. The same yeah. name as well. and surely that's the one thing that you would kind of keep on not. the dl yeah <laughs> <laughs> and also, often accepts like martinis all the time from random people. Yeah, happy yeah. to drink. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's very trusting, isn't he? Double yeah. seven. <laughs> Love it. Well, that happens in one of the movies. He gets he, just, really he, he, he takes a martini and it's been laced with something, and he has to go and get a defibrillator out of his car. John Le Car. Carré? John Le Carré. Carré. I've always said yeah. car. Sorry, John. Um, <laughs> John Le Carré uh, would be absolutely slaying him, wouldn't they? Yeah, get them in a I fight. Imagine. John Le Carré's going to win. That's well, my thing. John Le Carré and James Bond? Bond or yeah. 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 James Bond's like, hi, I'm James Bond. John Le Carré's out of there letting his people know, like, let's get, get him in a car, tell yeah. him we've taken his family. Done. Done deal. Oh, I see. Because he was a spy. Yeah. All right. That's a different way of remembering. Ian Fleming was. No, you just went in a hypothetical. Yeah. Yeah. Ian Fleming's got the more spy name, though, I think. Like, it sounds more. But then, do you want that in a spy? Do you want. If your name was. Oh, yeah. You want to be forgotten, don't you? Like, Max Intrigue. That's a really good spy name, but do you really want that to be your name if you're a spy? No, yeah. you, you want to be called yeah. John Smith. 
I'd be James Bond now. I'd be telling everyone. I couldn't keep it a secret. I'm a spy. Yeah. <laughs> With a badge yeah, that yeah, says yeah. I'm a spy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it might be a really good double bluff. They might be like, <laughs> yeah, they never believe it. Yeah, you know, MI5 wouldn't send someone who's being so brazen. <laughs> this must just be a really weird person. <laughs> and then, kablam! Yeah. The head. yeah, true. Hats, that's my thing all along. <laughs> <laughs> just you wait. Yeah. Fabulous. Um, yeah, so on the idea of kablam, I suppose we will uh, leave it there. Will, yeah. you, will you come back and, and tell us more about whatever books you are reading in the moment? I, I will. What I need to do is I need to talk to Connor about specifically... <laughs> which books mm, he went into and how much detail yeah. because I, I had planned to talk about Discworld a lot mm. but you said he'd mentioned it he yes so he did I, give and us he, some... you said he'd um, he'd sell, sold it he did much. he did sell he it did, didn't he yeah. have you since read any Discworld I've, I'd read no. some before but <laughs> no, Nora hasn't he didn't I've sell got, it enough I'm so doing I need the to come reading back. challenge this year so Discworld would be a great addition to <laughs> any of any yeah of I do categories. have some Mary Patrick to read I can lend you a whole amount <laughs> if if I can recommend um, some of his best uh, books, if you've never read Terry Pratchett, would be the Tiffany Aching series. Okay. Which did he talk about them? I don't think so. I he did I, he did tell us books to like get, he did tell us gateway books. Yeah. But off the top of my head, sorry Connor, I can't remember what it was. They, <laughs> the Tiffany Aching books are really good. So they were about a young witch who. Uh, oh, I think he just mentioned that actually. And there's a whole side thing because she has like a little army of um, pixies, which are little blue men yes. wearing kilts. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so the first book, We Free Men, that's quite a lot of those, uh, but really good book. But then there's uh, like Hatful of Sky, um, I can't remember the other two. The last one's really sad because he wrote it when he um, Terry Pratchett had dementia and you can oh. tell so his mm-hmm. last, I think, like three books, Snuff, there's a Tiffany Aching one and one other one. You can kind of tell it's not the same. Um, but the four, the four first Tiffany Aching books, really good. Okay. Oh, good gateway. No, we don't. They are. They're just so amusing, all of the... The way he writes mm. is so... Which ones have you read? Um, like I started, I think I looked at something that said to start from, was it Guards? Guards, Guards. Um, and I started there and I think I've read like five into that. Those, Um, what's really weird about Terry Pratchett is he had, he could do so many different genres so well. So the Guards, Guards, the Watch books, um, there's some really good detective stories. Yeah, yeah. And they're really clever. Mm. And, uh, you find yourself forgetting that it's set in a fantasy world yeah. and that there's all this magic happening because you're really interested to know like who specific yeah, the, yeah, the yeah. person and how they, how they got away with the murder. Um, and like, it's full of double bluffs. Mm. And it's got, like, I've got to spoil. Can I spoil? Mm. No, no, no spoilers. So. <laughs> there's one, which one is it? Uh, Feet of Clay, I'd say, is probably the best in terms of detective okay really i definitely i need to get back into it it's just it's such a huge colossal like amount of work isn't it that he's got that you'd kind of i don't know you need to be really persistent and keep coming back to it and but then it's weird again because it's like different like genres like there's quite a few that he wrote which are standalones Mm. and then um, there's a bunch that are part of a series but then you don't necessarily need to read them from the start. The watch books, maybe. Um, 
But I don't... Like, I read them all out of order when I was a teenager. Mm. Um, and you kind of pick pick things up. I just get funny about that. I, I like to do really? it. Yeah, I like mm. to have it in... If I'm reading a series... Like, you know, you said a moment ago that you read the first and the second... No, first and the end one, but yeah. you didn't read the middle yeah, yeah. one in the series. I was like, ooh. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I can't, yeah, can't, I can't... I can't be doing with that. You've got If I'm going to start something, let's start it from the start. Mm. At the very beginning, it's a very good ooh. place to it start. It is. <laughs> but then, you know... If you did that Live with Tolkien, <laughs> if you did that with Tolkien, you'd have to read like five books all about the history of the elves before you even got to the Hobbit, which is the best book. Yeah, maybe that's why I'm up for debate. Clearingly, up for debate. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as, as I said, kablam. Yeah, and yes, kablam. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much for coming in and talking Not to us. A problem at we all. very much appreciate it. I'll be back in a month to make sure you have both read. <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay. We've got our homework. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we've been told, and we've got a week off to in which to uh, have a go at it. I guess, yeah. haven't we? No I'll, I'll bring in like a stack tomorrow. I'll just be like. Okay. <laughs> okay. Collection. okay. We're committed Kindle, now. So it'll, it'll, it'll actually be a very small thump because it's, <laughs> it's four books and a Kindle. Oh, okay. Wonderful. Yes. All right. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. listening to the lit lounge the podcast for readers and book lovers thanks for joining us remember to join in the conversation by following us on social media using the handles linked in our description you can also leave a voice note to be featured in future episodes through the voice response feature on anchor we'll catch you next time but for now keep reading Music used in this episode and for all of our episodes is created by Ixon. You can download this and other fantastic tracks on SoundCloud. Links are in the description. Mm-hmm.